15 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. Sports editor Joey LaFranca here with you, and we have a special episode today as Pottsburg State men's basketball coach Mike Blaine was kind enough to join us on this episode and sit down with me for a one-on-one interview where we talked upon a number of things that was a bunch of fun, and we hope you all enjoy. We have our first guest, and that guest is Plattsburgh State men's basketball coach Mike Blaine. He is kind enough to join us today. Mike, how are you? Doing great, Joey. Thanks for the invitation, man. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a bunch of fun. Bear with us as we are doing this via Zoom uh, to be the nice uh, COVID protocols and all that fun stuff. So there might be a little bit of a delay here and there, but we will uh, we will do our best to have a little bit of fun with this. But wanted to have you on, Coach. And uh, first of all, uh, can you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit? You know, you went through your first year at Plattsburgh State as a men's basketball coach, but let, let's let's go way back a little bit. You know, let's let's run us through and you can tell all the people who Mike Blaine is. Yeah, uh, Mike Blaine, I, like I said, I've uh, been the head men's basketball coach here at Plattsburgh State for uh, a little over a year now. Got hired in the end of September of 2019. And uh, certainly, I think we'd all say it's been a bit of a whirlwind year for, for all of us, uh, you know, here working our way through through uh, COVID-19. And so, uh, you know, we, we made it through our season, was excited to kind of get a chance uh, once the spring came around to get a chance to immerse ourselves and our family, my, uh, my wife, Karen, and our daughter, Erin, we were excited to explore the North country. And, and, uh, unfortunately our, the pandemic seemed to have, uh, you know, slowed that, that process down. So we're still excited to gradually get out and, and meet some people in the community. But, uh, you know, in my 18th year as a college basketball coach, uh, several stops along the way, James Madison university, United States Military Academy at West Point, Radford University, Hampton Sydney College, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, Cornell University, and prior to my arrival at Plattsburgh State, I was the head coach at Madai College uh, out in Buffalo. Uh, so we've we've traveled all around the state of New York, but we're excited to to be in the North Country. Uh, you know, my dad was in the Marine Corps, so growing up was a little bit of here, there, and everywhere. Uh, so we're you know our family we're very very excited to. Uh, you know, establish some roots of the community and, and looking forward to uh, getting to know some of our North Country neighbors uh, here as, as soon as uh, the COVID restrictions loosen up here a little bit, hopefully. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is obviously, like you said, there's a bunch of different things to do in, in Plattsburgh. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, you're, you know, you're coaching the Plattsburgh basketball team. Um, but I was curious. I mean, one of the things was with your limited time that you have been here under a normal world where COVID's not involved, what have been some of your biggest takeaways from just kind of being part of the Plattsburgh community? I was just really impressed at, at the passion that the community has for the programs, all the athletic programs, certainly men's basketball, but hockey, soccer, just, you know, how much uh, the North country Cardinal country comes out and supports uh, Plattsburgh athletics is, has really, uh, really blown me away. You know, I, I remember vividly uh, our first home game last year uh, coming out to, uh, you know, to play St. Lawrence at home. And it's a Tuesday night, in November. Uh, it's a week before Thanksgiving. The weather's gnarly. It's, it's cold. It's icing. Uh, you know, we, we've had a bit of an up and down, you know, uh, you know, start to our season, you know, one-on-one coming in and uh, 
I'm thinking, ah, well, you know, maybe we'll get a couple, couple students that'll, that'll come out and support a couple of their buddies. <laughs> and I walk into the gym and, and Memorial was, was, you know, close to packed. And I, I, that, that was just an eye-opening experience to see uh, the passion and the support from the community uh, for, for Cardinal athletics and, and specifically for the men's basketball program, uh, women's basketball, hockey, on and on and on. Just uh, it, it's, it's special at a level that you don't always get in NCAA Division three. And I've, uh, you know, I've, I've played NCAA Division three at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, coached at Hampton Sydney and Madai, uh, familiar with other coaches at other Division three programs. And and uh, what really really drew me in is it's it's really special up here. It, it means a lot to to so many people, and that makes for an incredible environment. Uh, you know, selfishly for me as a coach, I get to enjoy that kind of atmosphere, but, but really most importantly uh, creates a, a great home court advantage for our guys and, and for them to be supported and rewarded for all the hard work that they put in is, is again, impressive and rare and really, really special. And your first year, obviously ups, downs, the things in between um, just missed the SUNYAC tournament, but you guys, you know, compete all year and, through the most part, you were there was no secret. It was a shorthanded teams at times, but you were making the most out of it. And it was fun just to kind of see um, you enjoy your first year. All the guys were playing as hard as possible. But what was, um, you know, in, when you look back at the first year, run me through some of the fun memories, the learning moments, everything in between. You know, what were your, some of your biggest takeaways from the first year? I think some of the biggest takeaways I had was that, you know, first and foremost, and not surprising, is that we had a really special group of young men uh, to, to coach last year. Uh, I told those guys that, you know, I, I came in getting hired at the end of September and we're starting practice three weeks later. Uh, and that's a jarring adjustment uh, for any student athlete when there's a coaching change uh, in, in the middle of, uh, of their college career. And uh, certainly um, coming in on the heels of, of Coach Tom Curl, who did such an outstanding job with the program, uh, was going to be an adjustment for for any coach uh, to to write the next chapter for Plattsburgh men's basketball. But I was really really impressed by how much the the men in the pro, young men in the program embraced the change. You know, it, mm-hmm. it could have been very easy to say, "Ah, you know what? I don't really know this guy. Uh, you know, this is something a little different than what I'm used to." And we could have had resistance. We could have had, uh, you know, challenges and to the contrary, they embraced adversity. Uh, you know, they gave us everything we had under, under, uh, as you said, difficult circumstances to say the least between, uh, illness and and a bevy of injuries and what could have gone sideways, you know, many, many times along the season, uh, is a testament to the character of those young men. And, And, uh, you know, I've told a lot of people, uh, I've told a lot of people this. We're, we're certainly hoping to get uh, the program back uh, to to you know the heights that it's it's seen in recent years as soon as possible. And and uh, whenever we have an opportunity to do that, a lot of that foundation will be because you know a lot of that success will be because of the foundation that those ten young men you know laid for us last year in, in a difficult transition year. And so uh, you know so so just getting a chance to see how much they embrace the adversity and and uh, how much they enjoyed themselves. Obviously, it's you know it was a it was a difficult year in terms of the wins and loss columns, but they never stopped uh, you know being themselves and and enjoying you know the journey together. You know I I think about. Uh, our, our trip to the Dino Barbecue in, in Rochester, which is part of our, uh, I guess, our, our annual Western New York pilgrimage. And, and uh, you know, that, that 
that weekend in Buffalo, you know, they got to know a little bit of, of some of the, uh, you know, some of the things I had learned from my five years out, out West there. And, and so uh, just really getting a chance to cement some, some truly outstanding relationships with, uh, with uh, a group of really, really special young men is, is that's, that's something that I'm going to take with me uh, for a long time uh, that, that far surpasses the win loss record. One of the interesting things, and you kind of brought it up that we had talked about throughout the year, we joked about it a little bit, were the hot spots to eat on the road when you're traveling in the Suniac. Give me some of the best places that you guys stopped on last year that were some of the top eats, eating spots. Yeah, I would say that, uh, well, I was told that this is a, this is a, uh, a a, bas- a Plattsburgh basketball tradition, as I mentioned earlier, uh, during the trip to Buffalo and Fredonia that that weekend swing, um, we st- we have, we stop at the Dino Barbecue in Rochester, and I was I was personally thrilled to uh, to hear that because I'd spent a couple you know between recruiting trips and, uh, and and various stops along my travels, I was very well familiar with the Dino Barbecue in, in Rochester and in Syracuse. So I was thrilled when those guys told me that was a Plattsburgh <laughs> tradition. Uh, I think we did a uh, I think we did a great uh, you know it was it was great to just see that camaraderie. Uh, there was a rest- restaurant in new paltz that is slipping my mind uh that axel rodriguez uh our sophomore uh our currently now our sophomore point guard had said that uh he actually worked at back when he was in high school and so oh, that no was way. kind of a neat uh connection for him yeah for him to uh to kind of share some of his backstory uh and, and his you know where he grew up in and around new paltz uh and have that have that shared experience with our guys uh, you know, there's just, of course, now I'm going to draw a blank. We've got it. We've got a file full of, of, uh, travel meals, uh, in the office that, that I don't have access to right now. But, uh, the one thing that, uh, that we always, you know, we, we, we tell our guys is that we're going to make sure we, uh, we travel as, uh, as first class and we eat as first class as we possibly can when we're on the road. And, and I think those guys appreciate it, uh, as a, as a little reward for the effort that they put in. For sure. For sure. Um, and you spoke about a little bit, you know, whenever we do get back to normal, I'm sure you will be pretty excited to have a basketball season again this year. The SUNYAC decides that there will not be a winter sports season. Uh, the 2020-21 season has been put on hold and canceled. Um, what was that all like? You know, we talked about a little bit. I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about to get an initial reaction. But now that a couple, a little bit of time has passed, what was the reaction like and how has everybody kind of approached the uh, what ultimately was the uh, worst news that you guys could have received this year? Yeah, I, I certainly think it was a, to say it was a difficult situation would be uh, an understatement. Mm-hmm. And again, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, uh, my heart really just goes out to the young men in the program. You know, uh, I've been very fortunate that this is my 18th year in college athletics and uh, God willing, hopefully there'll be many, many more for me to coach after this. Um, but, you know, as a, as a player, as a student athlete, you know, you, don't, you only get four years and sure. those are valuable uh, special years uh, with memories to be cherished and, and for uh for our guys to to lose uh that opportunity uh was very very difficult i, I think the young men in our program were exceptionally mature about it uh they certainly understand that we are in the middle of a pandemic the likes of which we've not seen before in our lifetime and and you know hopefully pray to god we never will again um and so i think they they understood the big picture uh of how this all 
comes together and, and how we can do our part. Uh, that doesn't make it any easier for them. But, you know, to their credit, I think they've been mature uh, and responsible in understanding that, you know, how, how uh, we're a small piece in a large puzzle uh, in, in terms of the overall public health for them as individuals, for the student body, the university community as a whole. Uh, so, you know, again, we're, we're torn for, we're torn up for, uh, their, you know, their lost opportunity this year, uh, specifically our seniors, Matt Bernhardt and Travis Cox, uh, both of those guys that had done a tremendous job of uh, getting themselves ready and the program ready to kind of take the next step. And so um, I, I, I just feel for those guys to not have a chance to cap their careers uh, in the ideal fashion that, that we'd like to, to go out, you know, to, to compete on the floor and give us, give, give our best effort on the floor and see where the, see where the chips fall. But uh, uh, you know, our, our program that they've done a, the student athletes have done a tremendous job, probably far better than I could imagine uh, myself being in those shoes in terms of handling this with poise and maturity uh, and, and looking to, to see what they can do to help uh, rather than, you know, complain about, you know, things that they may or may not be, you know, the things that they can't control. They're, they're taking a positive outlook on it. And, you know, I think that uh, all of them are going to be, you know, certainly better people for having endured this and, you know, learning from this and growing from this and moving forward in a positive fashion. So again, I'm excited to see what the next chapter is for us, but, uh, you know, disappointed that, uh, that it'll, it looks like it'll be the, uh, 21, 22 season, not the 2021 season. Yeah. And, um, one other thing, just as far as, uh, this whole, the fall at least has been, uh, one of the things that you have been doing is kind of being a dorm buddy for some people. Um, and I was just wondering if you could kind of run. I thought it was interesting. I didn't even know this was really going on until about a week or two ago. I think you were the first person to tell me about it. And then our staff writer, Ben Watson, he actually did a story um, recently about uh, what some of the coaches at Plattsburgh State are doing. Obviously, there's nothing to technically coach as far as games and competition is concerned. But certainly you guys are not uh, you are not uh, have you don't have too much free time. You guys are still staying busy. But I was wondering if you could run us through some of the things that you guys are doing right now as coaches. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're all uh, full-time employees, uh, you know, in, in all the head coaches are, and uh, obviously with our primary responsibilities uh, being somewhat tabled, uh, at least some, some of those responsibilities being tabled for the time being, as you said, with the, uh, without, you know, practices or games at the present point in time, uh, you know, our, our athletic director, Mike Howard, uh, has done a great job of, you know, looking for ways that, athletics can still be contributing in a positive fashion uh, to the, to the SUNY Plattsburgh community. And he's, you know, he's done a, a tremendous job, you know, of, of finding ways for us to, to pitch in and help uh, Karen Waterbury, who is our uh, director of fitness. She's coordinated all of the scheduling of which coaches are in what buildings and what times. And, and uh, those schedules have changed several times over. So Karen's done a tremendous job, uh, you know, making sure from, you know, from an athletic standpoint that, uh, that, that things are taken care of, that, you know, the buildings are covered, that we're serving the needs of the students. And uh, it, it's just a different extension of, of our coaching responsibilities. As coaches, we're all there to help and support our student athletes and, you know, the student body in general. And, and, you know, now as, uh, as we kind of cover on the isolation and quarantine dorms, we're, we're helping students just in a different way in terms of making sure, you know, if they have, uh, you know, items that they need, you know, uh, to, 
make their stay a little bit easier. We, we find a way to help procure them, you know, uh, in conjunction with the, you know, the, the dining, the folks over at the dining hall have done a tremendous job organizing meals. We're, you know, sh- you know, passing meals out that are delivered to the buildings for the dining halls and uh, leaving those for, for students so that they can, you know, be fed and, and uh, you know, taken care of during, during their time. And so uh, we're just looking to help as best we can and, and, our leadership has done a tremendous job of uh, putting the athletics department in position to continue to serve the needs of the students. And uh, I think it's something that we're all happy to do because we know, again, this is most primarily impacting the student body. So anything we can do to help them and, and, you know, maybe put a smile on somebody's face or, uh, you know, lift them up a little bit uh, during this difficult semester, you know, we're happy to do that. And speaking of food, boom, transition right here. We got some hardcore bracket talk that we're going to have going on. And, you know, I, it, it, I couldn't have a better guest to be talking about this. I mean, we got a basketball coach talking about brackets. I mean, it's just meant to be. But so for people who aren't aware, going back to the um, spring, when, this, well, when sports were initially put on hold, something that I came up with was I wanted to create some type of tournament that still gave us the March Madness feel. And that tournament end up being what many are many know as sports food madness. And basically that was a 64 team bracket. There were a bunch of different types of foods on there, desserts, typical foods, you know, any, anything in between that you would eat while watching a sporting event. Some things might've been a little bit of a stretch, but we had, we had a lot of fun with that. And coach, you were one of the uh, biggest fans and supporters. And I think you really helped get the uh, tournament up and going with, you know, the voting that was going on on my Twitter and the uh, PR Instagram and the PR Facebook page. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But before we get into a little bit more of detail, you had some feedback that you wanted to give about some of your disappointment on some of the outcomes in some of these tournaments here. Yeah, I, I gotta say, first of all, Joe, you, you've done a fantastic job. It keeps, uh, it certainly keeps the <laughs> the uh, you know the North Country fan base entertained. And, and, well, and thank you. Believe me, I've heard from a lot of people, both in and out outside of athletics, how much they've enjoyed that. And, and I gotta say, I have too, mostly because I like to eat. And there's very, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's very few few foods on here that I haven't tried. You know, but I, I gotta say, I, I consider myself uh, a bit of an ice cream connoisseur. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier how much, you know, my wife and my daughter and I, we are thrilled to be in the North Country uh, with so many wonderful people. I question sometimes, though, you know, the, the, the thought process that maybe goes through uh, the readers uh, of the Press Republican on a couple things. Specifically, you know, we had some rough seating in the frozen frenzy, you know. The, yes. the, 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 and before, before the, you go any further, before you go any further, I just want to say, so we also did another bracket called the frozen frenzy, which was ice cream and some other types of uh, uh, custards and things of that nature uh, and frozen, you know, frozen yogurt, I think was in there, some other things like that. But so, yes, I just wanted to say that there was that bracket, but go on, but go on. Yeah, no, no, I think, I think you're, uh, yeah, your, your sports food madness, I think certainly held up the, 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 the OG yes. bracket, you know, definitely made it through chicken wings and pizza. That's a, that's a classic championship game. I, I don't sure. think anybody have, have any arguments there, but, but the next go around in frozen frenzy, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had, I had some, some, some issues there, you know, lemon Italian ice being, being seated in a 12 spot. 
uh, you know, a 12 speed for, for lemon ice. Uh, that's, that's like, you know, Wichita state getting hit with the eight seed, you know, that, 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 you know, and having to play Kentucky in the second round of the NCAA tournament so many years ago, just woefully, woefully under, under And, you know, but the, the, the real head scratcher there was coffee, ice cream, knocking off my personal favorite, I, butter pecan. I had butter pecan literally winning the whole thing and somehow coffee, ice cream, which, baffles me because when you think of coffee you think of the warm beverage you know lord knows we've had some cold weather up here in the north country so a, a nice hot cup of coffee uh you know late in the evening when you're outside watching the soccer games that are that are still going on keep you warm and and keep you keep you going a little bit during during these tough days that's the first thing i think of when i think of coffee i don't think of coffee ice cream so in my mind Coffee ice cream knocking off butter, butter pecan. That's like saying, you know, from a basketball standpoint, that's like saying Patrick Ewing, not Nick's Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing with like the Magic or the Sonics is somehow better than Hakeem Olajuwon in his prime with the Rockets. And, and for me, that's just that that just blew my mind there. So I, I had, you know, I had a little bit of uh, some some, you know, we had to take some umbrage with uh, with some of these results. But uh, but most importantly, I think you know the the folks in the area have been thrilled to have an outlet obviously before you know the nba bubbles and the the uh you know major league baseball season was able to, to start back up WNBA bubbles and mls before we had that in the late summer you know we had to to, to rely on on uh, joey's brackets to kind of get us through and i think that was a uh, a huge contribution to the community you know whether or not i agree with some of the uh, the uh, results are, are are yet to be seen maybe i need to do some more more politicking and and uh you know more you know stir the pot a little bit more to get uh, to get things to, to to finish out the way I think they ought to so and I and I think the with with the next bracket that we got coming up because we're going into a little bit of a little a little lull again with as far as the national sports scene go and as, as far as just the local sports scene goes as well you know all the like you said the NHL and the NBA are done MLB's done we got the NFL um, and we got college football but that's really only on the weekends at this point um, and then we have uh, a couple of different things going on, but nothing major. So lo and behold, we got another bracket coming out. We got Thanksgiving madness, which is, as you could have probably assumed, we got Thanksgiving foods, a 64 team Thanksgiving food bracket going at it. Um, voting for that is going to begin Wednesday at 1230 on my Twitter as well. And my Twitter is at Joey LaFranca, as well as the um, Press Republican Instagram and Facebook stories. And that's where you can be uh, voting on these various matchups that I'm going to be putting up there. But Wanted to get your take. Uh, you got a secret look at the bracket before it was even released, knowing that we were going to be talking about it on the podcast a little bit. So you got a little bit of an inside scoop. But what was your uh, what is your take on the bracket? You've been telling me that you you took a lot of time. You you gave some fair analysis to it. So what is your outlook on the tournament right now? Well, Joe, I want to make sure I, I'm going to get to that real quick. And I realized there was one comment that I neglected to uh, back you okay. up on, on when it comes to the food bracket. Oh, yeah. You caught a lot of flack for that candy for that candy bar bracket. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a little bit. You know, I think so often we don't we don't say what we mean and we mean what we say. When, <laughs> when you put out a candy bar bracket, it is, in fact, a candy bar bracket. And I know you got a lot of flack for not having Reese's peanut butter cups on there. Lord knows I love Reese's peanut butter cups as much as any. They're absolutely delicious. 
but it is in fact not a candy bar. I've exactly. got your back. If we were doing a bracket of delicious candies, we could have had uh, we could have sweet tarts in there. We could have gummy bears. We could have had Cadbury cream eggs. You know, all, but it was designed as a candy bar and is amazing and delicious and wonderful as Reese's peanut butter cups are. They are, by definition, not a bar. And sometimes I think we need to stick a little bit, you know, we, we need to, to, to stick sometimes to, to the letter of the law, not just the, you know, the, the spirit of the law. So I know you caught a lot of flack. Yes. I'm not going to be, I've got your back on that one for whatever it's worth. We can, you know, you and I, we can, we can, uh, we can, we can stand against the, uh, you know, uh, stand against the, uh, the tide and, uh, you know, hold our ground as best we're able against all those other folks that somehow think peanut butter cups, you know, have magically morphed into candy bars, but I, so I got I, your back there. <laughs> I cannot wait until uh, my coworkers listening to this because I got so much flack for not including uh, Reese's cups in the candy bar bracket. And that wasn't actually another bracket that I did a mini bracket, just 32 team, just something fun for people to do. Like you said, the reason that I'm doing this is just keep people's minds light, you know, give them a sense of just a funny thing to vote on, take your mind off of everything else going on right now. That was the whole purpose of the brackets to begin with. Um, but, and it's certainly not like I'm the inventor of brackets. Like, I mean, these certain things have been done like this before, but it's just been fun. But anyways, yeah. Getting back to the candy bar bracket, there were moments where, I, I think I thought I thought I was going to like lose uh, friendships that I have here at work um, with different people, as well as other people not who were just giving me flack on social media. But like you said, you were one of the people that were backing me the whole time about not putting Reese's cups in the candy bar rack because it's it's not a candy bar. It's a cup. It's literally it's a cup. A and <laughs> it's a delicious candy. It's a delicious dessert. Yes. I would love to have one right now, but it's Absolutely. not a bar. Yes. And another hot take about the no, it, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I was saying, you know, you, you talk about your coworkers. I, you know, Cheryl Cole, our women's basketball coach. She and I had, she and I went back and forth about it because she was she was all in for Reese's peanut butter cup. She was she was banging the drum saying it was a it was a massive oversight. It was it was the big tournament miss that that you know every every uh, March Madness seems to have the the at large team that how the heck could you leave those guys out? But you know I I I hung in there tough with you, my man, and and uh, you know we we. You know, we, we went back and forth a few times and had to had to agree to disagree. But, you know, I, I'm thankful in the fact that, you know, I've been here a year. And, and if the, the 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 only disagreement that Cheryl and I have had is, is based off of Reese's peanut butter cups. And you know, we've got we're going to have a pretty good relationship as uh, men's and women's basketball coaches moving forward. Yes, ab absolutely. So I'm glad about that. And I'm, I'm super happy you reminded me to bring that up because we couldn't go without having that. And if anything, this this will now be something that I control my coworkers with. Uh, you know, this is this is great for me. So I'm, I'm appreciative that you brought that up. Um, and then so let's get back to the Thanksgiving bracket. Yeah, Thanksgiving, so we, Matt, yeah, we got I like, I like we got the some layout. interesting matchups. We got we, you know, we got no. we got the we have the main courses, we got the sides, we got the apps. The apps are interesting. I, I kind of spent a little bit more time on that. I thought about some things that are on my family dinner table and then some other things. I mean, I did some research, obviously, and then we did we have the desserts region. So I mean, yeah, give me your breakdown of some of the matchups that you think are going to be uh, interesting, and, and then we can talk about who you got going into the uh, the later rounds. 
Yeah, well, I, I noticed for for in the appetizers, you, you had a, a couple couple items in there that could be construed as sides. You know, I think the sides bracket was a little bit loaded, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sometimes you have to move a team out of a region. You know, uh, you know, for 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 balance, you know, for balance of purposes uh, in in the tournament and, and to keep things even. But uh, man, I, I I see the sides and desserts brackets being very very deep very very deep you know i've i've got a lot of chalk but it would not surprise me if uh you know if we saw some upsets there uh you know i think uh the main courses you know you have to fill in as best you can obviously but uh i, I think some anything that that is not some derivation of turkey is you know and a thanksgiving uh madness uh bracket is is has got to be it's got to be an early an early exit basically I, I think we're gonna have to have turkey make it you know make its way through the uh you know at least through the through that bracket uh appetizers bit of a bit of an open one you know you, that's kind of a that's an open-ended that's an open-ended field and it's it's really going to end up being you know what's what's your poison what's your uh you know what's your preferred mo there i'm, I'm more of a classic guy i like to go heavy into carbs so you know i've got a lot of breads and rolls and biscuits kind of making their way sure. uh through the first couple rounds there but but there's some there's some flavor in there you know i i, I think that bacon wrapped uh shrimp could be a uh could be a, a dangerous dark horse there if if uh you know you get you get past a round or two and all of a sudden you get a little momentum you know behind you i think uh i, I think you could do some damage but really i see the bottom half on both sides the the sides bracket and the desserts brackets just being absolutely loaded <laughs> and uh i think that you know i, I think that whoever makes it out of those respective brackets I have facing off in the, in the championship, basically. So uh, again, not a lot of bad choices there, you know, certainly, uh, certainly deep fields in, in both sides. Um, you know, I'm happy to give you the final four picks, if, you know, later yes. on if, you, if need be, but I, I see sides and desserts being loaded. Appetizers could be your, your, uh, your Cinderella story, making a run deep in the field and, and, but the main course is on a Thanksgiving bracket. You, you got to go something with Turkey. I think it's going to be real chalk on, on that upper left column there. So I agree. And so my, so my final four, so I had I have roasted Turkey cause I'm thinking it's going to be, we're going to go traditional here. I, I had roasted Turkey making it to the final four for the main courses on, as far as the sides go, it got a little interesting. I had to think about things, but I was thinking about Mac and cheese and mac and cheese is something that sticks to the ribs when you're when you're having a good hearty Thanksgiving. And I think that could surprise some people a little bit. It's not the most stereotypical thing that you see at a Thanksgiving table as far as the sides. But when it's there, you can guarantee people are probably going to be eating it. And uh, so I had that making the final four uh, for the sides. And then as far as the desserts go, we're staying with the cheese theme. Um, I have cheesecake coming out of the, uh, Ooh, the dessert. Bracket. Bold. Bold. Which, yes, which could be which could be interesting. Um, I, I mean, there's obviously a lot of different things, you know, apple pie, bunch of different pies. I mean, uh, apple pie, pecan pie, sweet potato pie, uh, pumpkin pie. Uh, how could I forget pumpkin pie? Um, different things like that. But I don't know. I think cheesecake could be interesting. Where If you see where they are in the bracket, they don't face a pie. Actually, I'm sorry. They do face a pie in the second round, but it's not the most stereotypical pie. You got chocolate cream pie there. So we could, we could see, I, I don't know, we could see a run from them. And then as far as the appetizers are concerned, that is an interesting uh, region because there is a lot of, there's a lot of controversy there, I feel like, brewing. Um, we got some stereotypical things and then we have some not so stereotypical things. But the thing that I actually thought would make it because it's such a complementary 
um, complimentary part of a Thanksgiving dinner and really any type of dinner. Um, I had, I had garlic bread actually making it out there. Um, but they're going to have to beat a lot of different people. I'm looking at some other things in there, you know, rolls, breadsticks, uh, pasta salad, potato salad. I don't even know if I honestly, I don't even know if garlic bread will make it to the, the sweet 16, but who knows? Um, so we'll see how that goes, but that is my final four. And then I actually had Mac and cheese and cheesecake in the championship. I have not decided on who I think is going to win the championship yet though. That's some bold choices. See, I, I kind of stay a little classic there. Some yeah. bold choices there. I, I like to stay a little classic there. See, you know, bread is fantastic. Mac and cheese, delicious, certainly. But I don't think of those, you know, when, when I see Thanksgiving madness, I think of Thanksgiving dinner, basically. Sure. And so, you know, mac and cheese, I'm, I'm more inclined to see that at like the summer barbecue and garlic bread is like, you know, okay, if we're sitting down at, at, at Pisano's or, or, uh, you know, uh, pizza bono for a meal, you know, they, and a little, you need a little taste to, to get you going. But, you know, so I kind of stayed with your classics there. You know, I, I've got the roasted turkey making it out of the main courses, uh, sides. I'm a big stuffing guy, you know, so I, I think sides makes it through an absolutely good. loaded bracket on that on that side. Mm. Again, cheesecake, de- cheesecake, delicious for the desserts, but not what I think of when I think of Thanksgiving desserts. So, right. you know, I've got I've got apple pie making it through, but that apple uh, potential apple pie versus pecan pie mm. uh, in, in the Sweet Sixteen could be could be a difficult one. And the appetizers again, I I think. I think appetizers could be a toss up. You know, I, I certainly think garlic bread is is delicious, but I don't know if I, I see it fitting in the Thanksgiving madness. I've got rolls somehow making it out of making it out of there. Not not where I thought it was going to be at the beginning, uh, looking at that bracket. But you go round by round, and, and lo and behold, you find yourself you know sometimes at the end with uh, some being someplace else than you thought you'd be at the beginning. So you know, yeah. so we've got roasted turkey and stuffing, uh, and the, on one side, and the rolls versus apple pie. Uh, again, I'm a classic guy. I've got stuffing versus the apple pie in the finals with with stuffing taking the win uh, for the championship. So uh, not afraid to not afraid to throw that out there early. Now, if you know. If our, if our readers are, you know, true to form, stuffing will probably get bounced in the first or second round, and I'll just be raging against, uh, <laughs> raging against the uh, the poll results, uh, you know, for for the next three weeks leading into it. But, uh, but I think you got a great, I think you got a great field, a lot of a lot of worthy worthy contenders in here, and I'll, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Me too. No, I'm glad you had the breakdown with that. And I am, I'm just happy that we were able to finally get this, uh, get this recording underway. And like we had a, we, we have been talking about it forever. Got to have you on the pod. And, and now you know what this means. We got to get you a t-shirt now. We got to get you a press pass podcast t-shirt. Now it's official. Cause you can't just have, you can't, I'm like thrilled. you said, you, you can't just have the free swag. You got to have a purpose to it. No, I, I always got to sing for my supper. That's, that's the one thing is, is, <laughs> is we always believe that in our program, you, you get what you earn. And, and so, you know, while I appreciate it, I, I've been a loyal listener. I've been enjoying the podcast uh, as a nice way to compliment, uh, you know, to compliment uh, reading, reading the paper, you know, uh, on the dailies, but a uh, nice, nice way to hear kind of things, you know, uh, mixed together a little bit. Uh, some driving around town on the weekends usually has been great. So uh, thrilled to, to be able to contribute and, and, you know, offer my two cents uh, uh, in an exciting and exciting bracket breakdown and, uh, you know, and uh, have a small piece in the, uh, in the community here in Plattsburgh. 
For sure, for sure. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm happy that we're able to do this. I think our internet connection only got sketchy once. So, you know, as far as COVID and not being able to like kind of come, you coming into the building and stuff like that, I think this went pretty well. I think in 2020, if, you know, if we've been talking for as long as we have and there's been only been one technical, uh, technical <laughs> issue, you know, possibly in, in 2020, I think we have to call that a massive win, basically. With the with the way this year's going, you know, we, we found a way through it. That's, uh, that's a big time win. So, so kudos to you, Joey bats every every everyone's every a good one but no hey there we go we got coach mike blaine of the plaster state men's basketball team first guest underway but like we always say um and actually mike you'll enjoy this little bit at the end our our actual our ex our exit you you can appreciate this as a basketball coach is you know our, our editor-in-chief joe templio says we wish you all a little weak side help um, and we came up with that one episode. I won't, I, I can't say that, I guess. I mean, maybe we'll just have Joe say it at the end when we uh, put this all together. But like I said, we, you can always listen to the podcast. Uh, we put it up on our website, pressrepublican.com. Uh, we got it on iTunes and SoundCloud. We put it up on different types of social media, so you can find it all there. But this was, uh, this was a lot of fun and uh, hopefully... We will have you on again sometime. Uh, thrilled to do it. And I'd love to be on anytime you guys uh, need, need any input. And hopefully we're back to talking about uh, talking about Plattsburgh, uh, you know, basketball and, and Plattsburgh athletics again here real soon. Thanks for listening to episode 15 of the Press Pass podcast. And thanks again to Plattsburgh State men's basketball coach Mike Blaine for joining in. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll be able to do it again sometime. But as we all like to say, at the end of the episode, I will take the line from our editor-in-chief, Joe Templio. We wish you all a little weak side help. <laughs>